spreading veganism on a whole nother level. And audio level. <laughs> check your vegan audio level. Check your levels, man. Also, you really should check your blood levels like once a year. Slow down, you damn vegans. Welcome to the Damn Vegans Podcast. Beat the overwhelm by cooking smarter, not harder, in 2016. Get support right here from us at veganmario.com. You do all sorts of stuff that's way harder than this. Love Mario's bread but live too far away for pickup? Vegan Mario now ships within California. Buy Mario's signature gluten-free sourdough at veganmario.com. Locals, come in and ask for a sample of the world's healthiest brownie. You'll be glad you did. Scroll to the last couple of minutes of this podcast for a list of this week's specials at Vegan Mario's. Take this as a sign from the universe. Your belly is hungry for gluten-free vegan food. Make it yourself or buy it from Mario. And now your hosts, Amanda Congdon and Vegan Mario. Mario the Brandy. And now the damn vegans. What do you have there? What are you eating? Soup. Split pea. Lentils. Carrots. Is this an advertising ploy? Oh man, this is good. I mean, that's a special this week, right? Yeah, yellow split peas and lentils with potatoes and carrots. It's really tasty. Mario is currently eating it out of a port mason jar. Have about a half cup left. I'm in a good mood today because I just got an email prior to this recording from a client in Seattle who is, oh, if you didn't know, I launched my inflammation reduction coaching practice quietly a couple weeks ago. I'm just taking on a few clients to kind of hone my skills and we'll be doing a full launch a little bit later this year. I'm excited about it. Working with people who have inflammation diseases, of which there are many, 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 many. What are you going to call it? Inflammations are us? I'm branding myself as an inflammation reduction specialist. IRS. An IRS. Oh, no! <laughs> I can't. We've got to think of a new, a new title. Hello, it's the IRS calling. Ah, okay. Well, for now, it's Inflammation Reduction Specialist, the IRS. I kind of like it. It packs a punch. Yeah, I'm excited too. It's awesome. I'm really excited because it's working. I got this email from Bruce and he is... Who's Bruce? Bruce is a client in Seattle. He's feeling a lot better. I'm helping Bruce with two things. He suffers from diabetes type 1. And he has pericarditis, which is the exact same disease of inflammation that I had in 2010. And I cured just eating a raw diet. It's working. He's been on the raw diet. I have to ask him how many days exactly, but it hasn't been long. I mean, at the most seven days and he's already taking less medication. He's walking around more. Let me just pull up Bruce's email. He says, Not only is the pericarditis clearing fast, but his need for medication has been dropping to the lowest level he's ever been on. He wasn't expecting that. It happened as soon as he went 
all raw. You're literally cooling your system by choosing raw foods. I mean, he's better. He's getting better right now. I can't wait to see, once he's been on this diet for a month, what things look like for him. We're helping people. It works. It works. It works. You yeah, know, it's I... one thing to see people say it works uh, online, and it's another thing to know someone that is going through it right now and it's working for. It's another thing to, like, do it yourself and then, like, tell other people and it works for them, and then they tell other people and it works for them. It's really all just about motivation. Is somebody motivated and do they believe it will help? The thing is, you don't even have to believe it because if you just try it and it works, who cares? Yeah, don't believe it and Don't believe it and try it. And <laughs> then you're really in for a treat. That's a real ride. Talk about the raw food thing for a minute. What comes first, disease or inflammation? Inflammation comes first, then disease. It's a buildup of inflammation. And then finally, something in your body, its weakest point, will be affected. It's different for every person. That's why there's so many diseases of inflammation. Let me have a couple of swigs to see. Mm-mm. Is it mm-mm good? Mm-hmm. I want to know, is there going to be clanking all throughout our discussion? No, I'm going to take little breaks. Nee, 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 nee. We've entered the void. A social experiment in vegan activism and 700 plus comments later. You've been trigger warned. You might want to skip this podcast if you're a believer in trigger warnings, which, by the way, research indicates may not be emotionally helpful anyway. Avoidance of personal touchy subjects may actually hinder the healing process. This week was a trip. Not literally. I stayed in the Ojai Valley. But digitally, my mind was on the Vegans United Facebook group page. I asked a question there that has produced over 700 comments and counting. My husband and I own a vegan shop in California. We're thinking about releasing a line of plant milks called... Rape-free milks. Too controversial or perfect to raise awareness. Most people hated the name. These people are already vegans and know what happens to dairy cows. But with all the negativity, it should also be noted that I've never seen a thread with as many comments in that 18,000 plus person group. So, there's that. Also, some commenters want me to read the secret. In this day and age of distractions, attention is our most precious commodity, and attention was definitely received. In addition, someone has to be a voice for the animals. Someone has to say something that turns heads, creates interest, or even outrage. Outrage leads to question asking. Not every person that lives a vegan lifestyle considers themselves an animal rights activist, but many are. Some activists believe it's important to bear witness. Their way to be there for the animals is to witness their suffering by looking at the pamphlets, the photographs of violence in our news feeds happening on even humane farms, watching the undercover footage of blood gore and unthinkable cruelty that goes on every day. I can't watch that stuff. And honestly, I don't feel like I'm the target audience anyway. I mean, I'm already vegan. 
Consuming violence through my eyeballs will not make me more vegan or strengthen my resolve to spread veganism. Instead, the choice to bear witness might drain me of energy, zap me of creative juices, and leave me crying in a heap on my bedroom floor. So I choose to abstain from media that depicts the atrocities happening right now. Yep, I've never seen Earthlings, and while I like to never say never, I can't imagine I ever will. That said, if knowing what really goes on behind the scenes with the animals will motivate you, I think you should see it if you're not vegan already. Or Cowspiracy, if the environment is your main concern. Or Forks Over Knives, if you're better served from the health angle. It sounds crazy, but many people believe cows magically produce milk all the time. They don't realize that like a human, a cow must be pregnant and give birth to produce milk. So she's locked into a restraining apparatus that workers in the dairy industry have also pleasantly nicknamed a rape rack and forcibly impregnated via artificial insemination. Then once the cow has her baby, the calf is taken away, usually same day, and is never allowed to taste a drop of her mother's milk. As a nursing mother, I cannot imagine anything more cruel. The female calves then enter into the same system as their mothers, and the male calves are sold for veal. The dairy industry is the veal industry. Maybe I have too much faith in humanity, but I truly believe that if most people really knew what was happening on dairy farms to this level of detail, they wouldn't eat cow's cheese or drink cow's milk. We aren't baby calves. We certainly don't need their growth fluid. We aren't savage beasts. We can drink plant milk rather than rip babies from their mothers. But how to be effective activists? PETA often alienates both vegans and non-vegans alike through the use of their sex cells advertising. That can't be the answer. As a feminist, I refuse to believe that women wearing cabbage leaves on their breasts is the best way to promote veganism. During one-on-one activism, a gentler approach is often best. Kind of like, I'm here to answer your questions, but not to push any information on you, no matter how much I want you to understand. But what about when your goal is to reach more people, when you need to grab someone's attention from a store shelf and reel them in with the truth? I guarantee the cafe gratitude-esque nice words will not entice anyone to go vegan. Everyone's tired of them. Honest this, cruelty-free that, kind this, ahimsa that. Please, let's call a spade a spade. Cows are pinned down and raped by machines, usually while a farm worker inserts his hand into their rears to loosen things up. Bestiality, anyone? So the masses can have creamer in their coffees. Fact! Sure, the legal definition of rape does not include non-human animals, but as vegans, we care about all animals. Is it important to bear witness? What have you found is the best form of vegan advocacy? I know, we're talking about things that are very taboo in our culture. Does anyone want to hear them? Please don't pull the wool over your eyes. To your health. Mario and Amanda. In case you're concerned, we won't really be going with rape-free milk for our new product line. Congden out. And now back to the Damn Vegans podcast. 
I'm gonna let Bogey outside. Why, because she's not vegan? No, because she's gonna meow. She's gonna meow? Alright, see you, Bogey. Oh, it's especially dark. It's too dark in the mood. I guess it is a touchy subject. Yeah. You didn't want us to record this podcast. I was a little hesitant. <laughs> a lot of people are reactive and get angry about stuff without really thinking. I think that happens very often, so. Since when have you cared what other people think? Touche. You are always schooling me on not worrying too much about what other people think. So I thought that it was kind of uncharacteristic of you. To some people, that the word is very serious. The word is very serious. Right. And I know that a lot of people, when they come across a serious subject, will just turn away and. The word is serious. And get mad at you for even bringing it up. And that's why we need to say the word. You've been trigger warned. Hashtag rape. So this podcast really is about animal advocacy and how to do it effectively. What are some ways you've advocated for animals effectively, Mario? My main way of advocating for animals is just making tasty food. I've noticed that. I've noticed that. I find it really hard to talk about. Go ahead. I bring it up whenever I can. I, I, as long as I'm not the one who starts it. If someone says something that's incorrect, I definitely jump in and make sure they know the actual facts. So you let it come up naturally, and then you add some wisdom, or you correct some kind of inaccuracy? Yes. But if you're not the one to bring it up, you know, then it was like their idea. So you just got to be ready. To jump on it. You're like a ticking time bomb. And you go off when they ask you anything that you can kind of weave veganism into. Yeah. Hashtag crouching tiger. Hidden Mario. Or it's just who you are. Well, it's kind of like a boxer. like... Boxer, like a good boxer will play defense most of the time. And he just waits for a time to get a punch in. And you get a good clean punch. And if you're the only one getting the punches in... You win. So you're playing good defense. When? At the farmer's market? At the shop? It's kind of always because I'm always talking about food with people. Do you believe... Nicole once said to me, Nicole is our very wise babysitter. She's also vegan. She once said to me... She's here now, actually, taking care of our kids while we're recording this. And she said she believes that a person should bear witness... That a vegan person should witness the violence. Do you think so, Mario? That I should see it? Yeah. That people should see it. That vegans should be there for the animals by watching their suffering. I think it's probably beneficial to see it once. I don't think it's beneficial to like continuously be looking at it. What if you're like me and you don't want to see it ever? I guess that's your choice, but I think that if you see something, I think you can definitely connect to it more and be able to communicate the intensity of it more accurately, even just by the vibrations of of your words, you know? I didn't 
know you were such a big fan of like animal torture videos. Like that's that's what I'm talking about. Like, of course not a fan, but like I didn't know that you believed in advocacy via these videos so ardently. Are you secretly watching them? (laughs) No, I don't watch them. I've seen it once. I don't need to continuously see it. I've seen it like up close. My family is Italian, olden style. They they kill a pig, you know. You've seen a pig killed. Yeah. So you think because of that one experience, that's kind of informed a lot of your understanding about violence and that you don't need to like watch animal cruelty videos about what's going on today and every day in America and other countries. I think it's important to know exactly what's going on. The videos and pictures, the images are the way to, to see it. Otherwise, I mean, you don't really understand the scope of it too, like... Uh, have you ever seen the pictures of like the indoor farms and it's just like it looks like a an enormous football field of just like chickens as far as you can see chickens when you think of factory farm people think of like oh a farm that's like a factory so it's just like there are robots in a farm and it's the same size it's not like that it's like a hundred times as big it's like concentration camps i do my best to avoid pictures on the internet about these things but i am a member of many vegan groups we talk about trigger warnings and how they're not really effective in the void and in the newsletter and i find myself avoiding looking at what's really happening and maybe i could learn from it but it's so energy zapping for me that i just i have to know when to stay away i remember when i used to eat meat you gotta eat chicken you need the protein you gotta eat chicken. Chicken is healthy meat. Mm-mm. Clink break. But now I know all you need is some lentils. Or peas. Buy my lentil soup. Or broccoli. Or fruit. Or kale. Or mango. Tell me when you're done chewing. Done. Even if chicken were a healthy thing to eat, if you saw where it came from, that can't, like, even if it was healthy for you, like, coming from a place like that, the food they serve out of hell can't be good for you. Violence begets violence. Especially when you're putting it directly down your throat. Especially when it's literally creating the fuel that you're using to live. You are running on violence. Unless you eat fruits and vegetables and nuts and seeds. And you're part of the living process. The Sunshine Club. All the energy on the whole planet comes from the sun. How many levels removed from the sun? Where do you get it from on that process? Do you get it directly from the sun? Some people supposedly do. They live off of sunshine. Breatharians. Like the plants do. I feel very skeptical about breatharians, but yes, I am aware that they exist. And then we eat the plants. I need to interview a breatharian. And And then there are the people that eat the animals that eat the plants closer to the sun the more efficient it is so and i think it's also an exponential growth so it's way more inefficient come on in friday and saturday and allow mario to exceed your expectations 625 north ventura avenue in california's spectacular ojai valley we've got beautiful specials for you this weekend at the shop I will now attempt to read the specials for Friday, February 19th and Saturday, February 20th in a minute or less. First up, the savory. 
yellow split pea and lentil soup, $8 a pint, and the sweet cacao dipped sourdough chocolate cinnamon sticky buns, $6. Next, the standard. Sourdough pizza, $14, and calzones, $10. And you may have heard, Ojai loves our bar heat date sweetened golden turmeric milk, $11. And ask about our golden nuggets. They're a super easy way to make this milk yourself. Did you know you can learn one-on-one -on -one with Mario right here in his kitchen in the Ojai Valley? Book a class and bring a few friends or family members. All ages are welcome and classes are held Tuesday and Thursday afternoons. Find out more at veganmario.com. See you next time. You damn vegans. Podcast. 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 But babe, please, no. I'm doing some audio bases. Podcast. On the podcast. On the PCAST. So it's mm-hmm good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is good. Right. Not mm-mm good. Not it's, mm-mm. It's mm-hmm good. Mm-hmm good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>